Welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR Podcast. I am your host, Dale Tanhart, Garage Guy Chase. Well-deserved break. Well, shit, it's the end of the season. But he's out in IMS, uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, hanging out in Nashville, doing some fun stuff with some good content on the horizon. But it is a well-deserved uh, well-deserved break, I guess, or well-deserved, whatever you want to call it. So it's just me on this podcast, and I want to start off by thanking you guys all year long for supporting the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. This is the final NASCAR betting update for the 2023 calendar year. And it ends with Phoenix Raceway, the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race. Kind of a, as we, me and Chase talked about on the Monday pod, not the best race to bet on in terms of picking an outright. Statistically, since 2014 in the Cup Series, the championship, the race winner has been a guy in the championship for 100% of the time. We've seen it not happen that way in trucks and in Xfinity a few times. In fact, the truck race happened that way on Friday night. My God, what a disaster of a race. I don't even want to count my losses. They should be omitted. The books, which the books don't even realize the truck series is an actual sporting event. But if they did, they should have uh, avoided every single bet. Every single bet. It was a disgrace. Xfinity was a phenomenal race tonight. Really enjoyed it. That's as natural, as clean, as fun as it gets. And it didn't have horrible implications on my bets which is what you could ask for in a championship race. Uh, I, I think this is the one race out of the year. Whether you're looking at Cup, Truck, or Cup, Xfinity, or Truck, you pay the juice. You pay the juice in certain lines, and after qualifying, we've gotten some opportunity. For my exact unit allocations, uh, just go follow me on the Action Network app. You should be able to find a link on uh, in, in one of our link trees, maybe on our YouTube, where you can click that and see my exact unit allocations along with Garage Guy Chase uh, and, and all of his bets, picks for the championship race on Sunday. But I've added a few bets since the Monday podcast after qualifying. You know, on the Monday pod, the Tuesday pod, whichever day you listen to it, depends on what your sleep schedule's like, honestly. We talked all about Kevin Harvick. Uh, the top 10 line, you're not going to find that anymore unless, you know... I don't have access to Bet365. Bet365 was this book that just gave us this magical line, or not us, but some of you guys, depending on what state you live in, gave you a magical line on Kevin Harvick for a top 10, minus 130. Insane. Absolutely insane. DraftKings handed out minus 185. I hammered that one. Uh, gone forever. So you're not going to get that. You're not going to get Kevin Harvick 18 to 1 either. And and some people apparently said he opened at 25 to 1 or 30 to 1. Crazy. So your Kevin Harvick deal here is kind of gone forever, I guess. The one thing that I could say that is intriguing if if you want some Harvick and you don't like the outright at 6 to 1, 7 to 1, a minus, a minus 400 top 10. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook has a top five at minus 110. I, I don't think that's too bad. Now, I would like that at even money, considering your championship four are probably all going to run top five unless you have an accident. That's proven that that's possible. Chase Elliott crashed here on a late race restart last year while he was in the championship four. 
I think he finished 28th. So, it is possible, but it is implied, as we saw in the Xfinity Series uh, race tonight, John Hunter Nemechek did finish outside the top five after he blew a tire, but if he hadn't blown that tire, I mean, all four of your championship four drivers were hovering around the top five when that last restart. I mean, going at it for the win, the four of them, or the three of them, and then Sam Mayer was kind of floating around behind them, but... You ended up having three of the four finishing in the top five in the Xfinity Series race. And I think the Cup Series, there's an even bigger possibility of all your championship four guys actually finishing up in the top five. Phoenix is not known for craziness. It's not known for crashes. And honestly, you know, quite frankly, in the betting end, it happened in the spring for a lot of people that were betting on Kevin Harvick. I had a Harvick ticket. Luckily, I had a Byron ticket as well, and I had a Blaney top three ticket. I had a huge day at Phoenix this spring, and it would have been a good day before that caution came out with two to go. But the point I wanted to say here is usually Phoenix is not a flip your bets upside down type of race because typically you end these on longer green flag runs. I mean, even 2021, with Kyle Larson's late race pit stop, he wins the title over Truex. That was still a 15 to 20 lap stint to end that race, uh, which is all you could ask for if, considering what we've seen in trucks and Xfinity this weekend, where you had a green white checkered, an overtime restart. I don't anticipate the likelihood of that being higher than what you saw in Xfinity and trucks. Or, just in general, I think you have a less of a chance of that happening. So I think this is a good lay the juice type of race. And, you know, Kevin Harvick, top five, minus 110. I'm not taking it because I'm satisfied with my top 10 bet. I'm satisfied with my 18 to 1 ticket outright. But if you want some Kevin Harvick, pay the juice. Now that takes me, I'm sticking with Caesars here. That takes me to another bet that I, I, I'm in on. Christopher Bell, my, minus 140 for a top five. I'm not concerned at all that he qualified. What did he qualify? 13th? Qualified 13th? Yeah. Not concerned. Not concerned at all. Let's look at lap averages. And yes, sometimes I'm going to get a little opinionated when you let me sit here and talk to myself like this. Um, it's crazy that you have a full hour-long practice for the championship race and nothing else the entire year. What Somebody tweeted at me, did we do it for Nashville? Daytona 500? I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. But these, maybe we did it for something close to, for North Wilkesboro, I'm not sure. But it is, this is pretty Mickey Mouse because your singling out race is based upon importance. I get it. It is the most important race of the year because it decides the champion and everybody's equaled out on points. Like it's a format deal, but every single race should be treated the same exact way and how you let drivers and teams prepare. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. You NASCAR allowing a one hour practice, tra traditional practice session for the championship race and, and virtually nothing else the entire year just right there, that's they're implying that this is the legitimate way to prepare practice and qualifying versus a gimmicky way to do it in the other 35 races. And I know I think the super speedways don't, we don't have practice 
qualifying, I think is just is a little bit different, but you're, you're just immediately or not immediately, but you're absolutely showing your hand here when you've allowed this traditional practice, which I think most people want, um, you allow this traditional practice just for the championship race. To me, that delegitimizes your other method of doing it for the other 30-plus races out of the year. It's ridiculous. All right, that that's your one rant. Congratulations. I could rant about the Truck Series. I'm not going to because I've, I've said enough uh, over on Twitter. Probably have more to say at, at a different time, maybe on YouTube. But getting back to the bets, Christopher Bell minus 140 for a top five. If you look at the practice data, he's got one of the best cars in the field. He's got one of the best cars in the field. You look at 20 lap averages, which you had 21 drivers register for. Like That is a big enough sample size to matter. You had 21 drivers that registered a 20 lap consecutive run in practice. And uh, I'm sorry, let me, go to, let me go back to 15. 15 is what I meant to look at. 15 lap averages, you had 30 drivers register a run, big enough sample size, and Christopher Bell is right there with Ryan Blaney. He's right there with William Byron. He's right there with Kevin Harvick. And in the 10 lap averages, he's fastest. So that's good considering if you do get a late race restart, it seems like Christopher Bell's car is not bad on the long run and it fires off well on the short run. So I like C. Bell. I think the speed's there. I'm not concerned that he qualified outside the top 10. Qualifying trim is vastly different. Uh, if you watch practice, I'm really not sure how many teams actually did a mock qualifying run. I mean, we know Ryan Blaney didn't. They talked about that at the end of the practice session. He qualified 15th. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume the same for Christopher Bell, and I'm still not worried. I think these guys are going to find the front very quickly. They've got really, really good race cars, but... When you look at Blaney versus Bell, very, very similar speed on the long run, at least from a 15-lap average standpoint, and probably 20 as well. It's just going to be close. These guys are going to be separated by a half-tenth. Ryan Blaney's minus 250 for a top five on Caesars. Christopher Bell's minus 140. I, I, I'm surprised they're leaving that hanging out there. I'm surprised they're giving that to us. Now, let's look at Bet Rivers for a top five. Christopher Bell, minus 155. I like that too, but if you can take Caesars, you take it. There's been some problems with limits. I understand that. Um, luckily, I have kiosks because of where I live. And not everybody can have that. And a lot of people bitch in the Discord about being limited. It is what it is. I would take minus 155 on that bet too, though. I'd bet that to, I'd probably bet that up to minus 170. So I think that's a great bet. Lay the juice. This is a juice race. A juice weekend, a juice race. And just to reiterate on Christopher Bell doubling down here, I have a I'm not worried about outrights as much because I've got a ticket for Christopher Bell 12 to 1 to win the title. That right there is enough for me to say, all right, I can sit back and not have to worry about betting on uh, any of these guys to win the race because I'm going to go where I feel like I can generate the most profit with the safest bets, and I'm hammering them. It worked for the Xfinity Series, and it should have worked for the Truck Series. If you didn't have just a disaster of a race, it would have worked. Great Endfinger was the play. Top five champion. 
Caution comes out with two to go, and then they don't stop coming out. So I think this strategy, this process does work for championship weekend. It's worked for me in the past, and I'm riding it into the Cup Series where you would expect the least amount of calamity compared to what you saw in trucks and even Xfinity as well. So, uh, But if you do like Christopher Bell, he's dropped down to 5-1 to one to win the title over on Bet Rivers. I think that is potentially worth a ticket. Um, Ryan Blaney, four to one on bet rivers. I kind of like that too. He's also four to one on Caesars. And I think in the long run data, Ryan Blaney does have the best car. I do. I think he does slightly have the best race car in a long run setting. Now the disadvantage here, if you just want to talk where we are and what it might look like as this race unfolds. Blaney and Christopher Bell do have a, a big-time pit crew disadvantage when it comes to the Hendrick guys. The Hendrick guys, they've won championships this way. William Byron has won several races this year this way by having the best pit crew in the field. That is my one concern looking at Ryan Blaney and Christopher Bell. I'm not worried about the Hendrick guys qualifying up front versus the other two guys. Blaney and Bell are going to get there. The stage breaks matter. A lot when it comes to folding everybody up or crunching everybody up together again twice. And you, you'll have a few natural cautions as well. So I'm not worried about the track position game. What I am worried about is especially Christopher Bell's pit crew not coming up clutch or coming in clutch. But I think from a driver's standpoint, from a race car standpoint, the data tells us Christopher Bell's got just about as good as a race car as Ryan Blaney does. William Byron is up there in averages. I'm not sure what to make of Kyle Larson. I think there is a if there's a guy that finishes outside the top five in the championship four, it's going to be Kyle Larson. I just have that feeling. And he has moved to the favorite. And some books before qualifying kind of had everybody pretty close. Uh, Blaney was a favorite. Byron, I mean, now there's separation. Now there's separation with Kyle Larson being the consensus favorite on any book that I'm looking at right now. And I, I just I just can't take it. I cannot take it. Um, I want to lean more towards Bell and Blaney. But you can't take them all, right? can't take them all, and I'm not going to take them all. I'm riding with Christopher Bell. But, but, another bet. Talk about pay the juice. Let's look at DraftKings. William Byron for a top three minus 125. I love that. I love that bet. And I just kind of gave my analysis on why I think William Byron is going to be, uh, he's going to be tough to beat because of the pit crew. And if you look at the data and lap averages, he's up there, right? He's up there in the 15 laps. He's up there in the 20 laps. He's got a great race car. So I do think it matters a little bit that he's got the track position. If he keeps the track position, I just don't see three guys passing him. I don't. I think William Byron's going to be up there. He's going to battle for this championship. It's been his year. While I want C. Bell to win, while I think C. Bell can win, and then Ryan Blaney's probably my second guy, I think William Byron will, will score top three if he doesn't wreck. He's consistently been the best guy in the field throughout all of 2023. So minus 125. DraftKings has given us some good lines, in my opinion. Some good lines on a top three finish. Because if you compare 
what I'm seeing at DraftKings right now, let's look at Caesars. He's minus 200 for a top three. Bet Rivers, minus 139. That is also okay. You know, that's also not bad. I would take that. I would bet William Byron down or high, as high as minus 140 for a top three finish. And, man, I'm so tempted. Here's the thing, you know, paying the juice, paying the juice. If you look at this race several times, you've had the championship four all finish in the top five or at least in the top six. I'm so tempted to bet Ryan Blaney for a top three at minus 105. I mean, you're right on the cusp of even money for the guy that I think has has the best race car. Is that not insane? Is that not insane? I mean, I want to do it so bad, but I'm concerned about stacking top threes. I've never, I don't know if I've ever done that with two heavy favorite guys, two heavy hitters in this spot, but I'm tempted, you know, I'm tempted. This podcast is about paying the juice. I'm thinking about doing it one more time with Ryan Blaney in the top three spots to go with my William Byron top three as well. Oh, that's tough. I've been staring at it. I'll have to make one more trip here this morning before before we get into the action because oh, I want that bet. I want that bet really, really badly. Uh, I do want to talk one matchup over on Caesars Sportsbook. Not a lot in the head-to-head department, right? Not a lot in the head-to-head department for this weekend. Uh, DraftKings has some. Bet Rivers has some. Caesars has some, but it's nothing crazy. Uh, Bet Rivers actually is the only book I've seen that has stage winners. And I don't think I'm going to dabble into that, but I do think that's interesting because, you know, I was kind of hoping we get some variety throughout the books this weekend and really haven't. You really have not gotten the variety of in, uh, just different types of bets that could add some fun to this. Bet Rivers does have a top 20 bet. That's insane. And they have a driver to finish on the lead lap bet. Um, it's not really... It's not worth betting anybody. I mean, my God, these are bad. But um, shout out to Bet Rivers for kind of spicing it up a little bit, giving us some more variety. But I did want to talk about a head-to-head matchup that you can find over on Caesars. I know Bubba Wallace qualified fifth. This has been a bad track for him. Seven or eight starts, he's never finished better than 14th. I know the car is good. He's had probably his best year ever. From a consistency standpoint, I love the Star Wars car. My God, Star Wars cars look phenomenal. Um, but Eric Amarola has been really good here. And not just with Stuart Haas Racing. I know in the Gen 7 era, hasn't been great. Hasn't been great. But you know Kevin Harvick's going to be really fast. I think Eric Amarola, I know he's starting 28th. You look at the lap average data. After 20 lap consecutive runs, he's only about a tenth or two tenths behind Bubba Wallace. That's enough for me. That's close enough for me to to warrant a plus 140 bet on Eric Amarola in a matchup. I haven't decided if I'm taking this for sure. I'll be honest with you. But I know some people love head-to-head matchups. A lot of you guys are on offshores that give 8 billion head-to-head matchups sometimes, it seems like. So I get it. I get it. And if there's a matchup that sticks out to me, you know, Eric Amarola plus 140. What I'm tempted to do here is parlay that with Ryan Blaney plus money, plus 135, head-to-head against Kyle Larson. I think when you look at the data, 
the worst race car out of the championship four is Kyle Larson's. I really believe that. I don't think this is a race where I don't think those averages are going to lie to us. You know, sometimes with the, with the gimmick practice session, we do the majority of the season where you get fucking six minutes. I know it's not six minutes. I'm just, I'm just going to exaggerate because that's what I do when I'm pissed. You get a minute and a half for practice and your averages are kind of, you trust them somewhat. And then William Byron might be 28th and 10 lap averages. And you're like, okay, he's not going to be fast. And then he comes out and he wins the race, right? We've seen shit like that happen this year. I don't think that's something that's going to be, that's going to be possible when you have a normal practice session, an hour long practice session, which is what we had, which is what we had before COVID. So um, I think the data is not lying here with Ryan Blaney being better than Kyle Larson. So I like that head-to-head matchup as well. Both of these, you get plus money. You parlay them both. Good little two-legger at plus 464. You get almost 5-1 to one for that. So I really like that. I really like that two-leg parlay over on Caesar Sportsbook. And that's kind of all I'm liking on, on head-to-head matchups. Um, Bet Rivers also has Blaney plus money if you want to go there. Not as good, but plus 110 still. I like that. I like anything plus money with Blaney and Kyle Larson. Excuse me. Um, and then I was checking out some of these matchups on Bet Rivers that I didn't notice earlier. Ah, Tyler Reddick over Joey Logano is tempting. Tyler Reddick over Joey Logano is very tempting because Reddick's had some good results here. This is a this has been a good track for him in the Gen Seven era. I uh, know Joey Logano, Penske teammate, uh, won the championship here last year. There's just something different about Team Penske. Like, Blaney has had a rocket ship, but the other two Team Penske cars have been fucking lawnmowers, dude. What is, that is so crazy, especially Austin Sendrick. What the hell is going on with that team? But you could say the same about Joey. He just hasn't had speed all year long. Has not had speed. So, um, Tyler Reddick over Joey Logano is a matchup on Bet Rivers that I think is intriguing. I would definitely lean Tyler Reddick. He's had much more speed in the playoffs and for the duration of 2023 than Joey Logano has. And maybe there's a little bit of a, I don't, I don't want to call it hype, but people are going to say, oh, Joey's Ryan Blaney's teammate. His car is going to be really good. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case because throughout 2023, we haven't seen any indication of that being a consistent deal week to week. So that one sticks out to me as well. But that's all I got just to recap. Christopher Bell, top five, minus 140 over on Caesars. I, I'm going to think about these matchups. If you follow me over on the Action Network, you'll be up to date if I pull the trigger on some of these other bets that we're kind of leaning into. Uh, more of a suggestion they could become reality after this podcast after you listen to this podcast so um we shall see but yeah christopher Bell, top five minus 140 over on DraftKings sportsbook william byron top three minus 105 over or minus 125 over on DraftKings sportsbook we're thinking about the blaney minus 105 we are do we stack top threes are we that stupid crazy maybe we'll find out and then that goes with my Kevin Harvick tickets that we talked about on Monday and my Christopher Bell 12-1 to championship ticket 
that we talked about in January. So um, that's going to be it, guys. I just want to say thank you all so much for supporting this podcast throughout 2023, the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, it's been a really, really fun year. Um, bittersweet. Off season's only two or three months, guys. So we'll be back. We'll be back doing these again very, very soon, it seems like. So once again, thank you guys so much for the support on this podcast throughout the year. Everybody in the Garage Guys Discord that's helped just keep that thing running, its own ship, its own engine. Uh, that's all you guys, right? That is all you guys. Um, anybody who follows us on social media, thank you guys for that as well. And just all your interaction, your engagement, and your support. So appreciate you guys. To see all of our picks, don't forget, one more time, follow us over on the Action Network where you'll see all my bets and Garage Guy Chase's bets. Let's have a hell of a championship Sunday at Phoenix. Kevin Harvick, please win this race. I love you forever. I'm going to miss the shit out of you. It's going to be emotional. Um, makes me sad, but I'm happy for happy. Uh, and I hope he goes out here and wins at Phoenix. Uh, so that's my salute to Kevin Harvick. And you guys as well. So appreciate everybody once again. Everybody enjoy your championship Sunday. Let's have a profitable one and end the year strong. Love you guys. And I'll see you next time.